Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. If you are a Patreon member, you probably just received your random freebie for the month. (laughs) Do you love it? Do Do you you love it? (laughs) We love it. Oh my gosh. So cute. Shelby designed the cutest little random freebie. We mailed it out to you guys. Who doesn't love receiving something in the mail? I know I do. Oh yeah. What a fun way for us to show support to you Patreons. If you are interested in receiving a random freebie, head on down to the show notes. Go ahead and click the link and join us on Patreon. Yes. So that we can send you lovely little goodies in the mail. Surprise! We love you. Cool. Okay, so this episode has been in the making for a little while. Mm-hmm. Newsflash. This is not the first time we tried to record it. No. No. The universe has just maneuvered in a way that we just needed to sit down in this exact setting. Actually, Shelby, can you tell us what you did right before this episode? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I went to Body Balance Massage and Flow in American Fork, and I did an hour float in their water tanks, which is so crazy. Oh my gosh, it was so crazy. So the the room is heated to a certain temperature, which matches the water and your body becomes acclimated to that temperature. So you literally cannot feel where your body ends or begins. Like you are just expansive and floating and it's pitch black, it's so dark. Does it have a cover? Does it have a lid? Like, are you in a tank? Some people, some places have that. They call okay. them pods. This specific place doesn't. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it is because I was I was nervous that I would feel claustrophobic with something closing over the top of me. Yeah. And so this was like, um, like an eight foot by eight foot pool. And so it's actually really funny because when I sat down in the water, I was facing a certain way and then when I woke up I was completely (laughs) flipped around like I had just been like doing circles (laughs) but you didn't know no no there no there was like a few times where my body like touched the edge and I think maybe it was a little comforting because you were confined Mm -hmm. and so maybe some people it would feel nerve-wracking for them to like not feel like where there is an end or a beginning uh, just like with control factors and stuff and there's so much salt in the water that you literally are just floating and there's tons of studies about like what salt does for like the body Um, and so when I I mean I feel so zen right now I feel so good it was absolutely worth it it was it was not nerve-wracking and I had kind of been a little nervous in my head to be in a dark room yeah floating in space (laughs) yeah hey we've done a we did a salt cave before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so salt really does have a lot of um health benefits as far as like um clearing your airways and breathing and fighting off germs and Mm -hmm. yeah and it has magnesium which is um like a stress release factor 
Like a lot oh, of people yeah. will drink like magnesium juice before bed yeah. to help them go to sleep and like de-stress, unwind. So just like lots of health benefits. And I, I don't feel super well-versed in all of the benefits, but I'm physically feeling them. Like I feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. And we're so glad because <sighs> we are... We're going to have a really fun conversation. Okay, I keep referring to this conversation as Shelby meets yoga. Oh, yes. So we have, we've been working on our self-empowerment series. Mm -hmm. We've walked through um, different portions of it. We just concluded our, like, the anger conversations part. And now we're going into, like, that connection with your body. Like, Mm -hmm. We, you know, we have souls or like whatever, our ego, our consciousness, and it exists inside of this physical body. And so how do we, how do we connect to our bodies? Yeah. That's part of feeling empowered, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yoga. It, it's changed my life in so many ways. And so it's also a major part of my life. As you all know, you know that. I talk about it all the time. But to sit down and actually dedicate an episode to yoga is just makes my heart feel so big and maybe a little scary. Like, oh, I'm representing yoga. Like, shoot. Do I have all of the knowledge? I don't know. But you have your experience. Exactly. And your experience is profound. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Okay, so... Knowing you growing up, Mm -hmm. this hasn't always been something that you were, like, super into. No. So can you walk us back to, like, the beginning when you first heard the term or saw people practicing yoga and thought, huh, that's interesting? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I've been familiar with yoga. Um, Like, I remember in high school, like, we would do stretching and stuff like that. When I was younger... You know, um, Gold's Gym mm-hmm. or Vasa. I had a I had a pass there, and Taylor and I would actually go. We'd go to the gym together, and and they did certain um, classes in like that back room, and yeah. they had them like every whatever like their their class schedule. And so Taylor and I would try to go to. They had a Zumba schedule, they had a yoga schedule, and they had um, a dirty dancing. And so we like would always try to go hit their classes because it was always so fun. The energy in that room is like feminine power to the <laughs> max, which is like so fun. And so we would go to yoga classes. So I was doing yoga when I was like 21, but actually in vasas or in like gyms, Yoga, I don't even I don't even think they should be able to call it yoga. Uh, so they have these rules that they can't use um, Sanskrit, which is the ancient language from which yoga comes from. No Shavasana, which is the the meditation. So there was none of that spiritual aspect that yeah. I was getting in yoga yeah. or at at Vasa. So I, I had been familiar with it. I had you know, maybe like done a couple of classes or whatnot, but actually finding yoga feels like a pretty profound experience. Should we just dive into that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take you back. And if you are, this isn't supposed to be a plug for our newsletter, but if you're signed up for our newsletter, you may have already read a little snippet of this journey. So I went 
went to New York with my my mom and my aunt and my my sister-in-laws and we had such an amazing time. And when we were in Central Park, there was a palm reader. And it was a really cool experience. Like, I got my palms right in Central Park. That's so flippin' cool. Okay. Nice. <laughs> right? So then fast forward a couple of years. I'm in the thick of my 21 through 23 self-loathing stage. And I have a roommate. And she lived in New York. And she was like not doing really good she wasn't doing really great and so neither was I at the time and we I don't know if we just sad girled it or what but we just bought flights to New York like we're going to New York for a week yeah we went to New York and we stayed with some people who were who were our age so it was like really fun I was getting a total different experience than I did when I was a tourist yeah so we're in New York. I'm like really just trying to find a reset, just trying to find rest and healing and, and connection to myself. And I've always felt like New York is is just lively for me. All of us girls were walking in we're walking down the streets of Brooklyn and we're looking for a pizza place that my friend used to go to when she lived in New York and she's feeling a little turned around. So we like are stopping and she's trying to gather her bearings. And we so happened to stop in front of a palm reader's shop. We don't we don't realize this at the time, but the the palm reader must have been out grabbing lunch or or something like that. And and so she was walking down the street and she just walked right up to me and she said, are you lost? And I said, no, um, I'm actually with these guys. We're just trying to find this pizza place. And she said, no, are you lost? Is your soul lost? And I was like, who are you? <laughs> and um, she said something else that really grabbed my attention. And then she was just very um, mysterious. So she said something. And then she said, if you want a reading, you can't come in with any of your friends. Only you. You can come inside. I'll be inside. And so my my friends and I were like freaking out. I'm like, oh, do I go do this? Like, that was so weird. Like, Oh, but I wanted them to come because I do so much better if somebody else can also witness an experience. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm always like needing the buddy system. And so I wasn't able to get that. But my friend was like, do a voice recording like and you can do a voice recording on your phone. But the screen is blank. So it doesn't yeah. show that it's recording. Yeah. And so that was maybe probably a little sneaky of me. But I totally voice recorded this session with this palm reader okay that was like a weird experience whatever okay fast forward I'm 25 years old I'm living with Justin and I'm starting to have a solid journaling and I keep on saying in my journal I have this feeling that I should do yoga I just I just keep on having this feeling that I should do yoga my sister-in-law actually introduced me to yoga with Adrian, who's like a YouTube mm. yoga instructor. And we did a we did a video together and it just kind of sparked. I started doing yoga. I was doing yoga every single day, like sometimes twice a day because she has options of like 10 minute videos. So like yeah. you could do it, come back to it a couple of times. And every time that I did a video and mind you this is in the middle of Justin's fire season so I'm doing anything to keep myself busy to keep myself entertained I'm like man I just 
I like what this lady is putting out there. Mm-hmm. And um, this specific yoga instructor does a really good job at including um, and respecting the roots from which yoga comes from, which is really important to me. And so she just started saying some things that started planting some seeds. And I mean, literally, you can read in my journal, I have a feeling I should do a yoga teacher training. And, and I'm having these thoughts like, who do I think I am? I've been doing yoga for three weeks. Get yeah. out of here. And I want to become a yoga instructor. What is that? I'm looking on my phone for something. And I come across this voice recording from 2000 and I think it's 17. And I click on it and it's that recording from um, that palm reader. And she says to me, why did you stop doing yoga? And I was like, oh, you know, I, I did yoga at a gym. I mean, I guess like I just kind of, I got another job, which I was working at a restaurant. So I was like working nights and it wasn't working out, trying to hit that schedule. And she said, yoga will play a very important role in your life. I would recommend you, you start doing it and meditation will be your life path. What? Okay, so when she says that, you don't remember that she said, like, you were there, you had your palm read, the whole experience was kind of funky. Yes, absolutely. So that didn't, like, stick with you in your mind. No, not at all. So when you're hearing this recording, you kind of feel like you're hearing that for the first time, like, what did she say? What did she just say? I mean, full-blown, I'm like, what in the heck? And I show this to Justin. I'm like, you got to listen to this. This is crazy. And he looked at me and he said, you got to do that teacher training. And so I signed up for it within like the next two days. I signed up for a yoga teacher training. (laughs) Okay. Wow. And so that is how I found yoga. Oh my My life has not been the same. My life has not been the same since. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what is the difference between like just going to a yoga class Mm -hmm. and then doing a yoga teacher training? Like why, why did you feel compelled to do that? Like maybe looking back hindsight 2020. Yeah. What did you get from that? That maybe was part of your journey. I have this, this piece of myself that if I do something, I want to be the best at it. I want like, uh, I'm like a hardcore pursuer of something like all of a sudden I like green smoothies. I'm drinking green smoothies every day. I'm like telling everybody to get on the smoothie train, you know? So I feel like that's just how I am. It's like, it's probably really annoying for my loved ones and friends because I'm like, I'm a swimmer now. I swim. I, you know, like I just kind of go all out in something. And so I was doing these yoga videos and she, and I was specifically doing them with Yoga with Adrian. She was just saying things that was so interesting about like the energetic body, uh, this life force or vitality within each of us. For the first time, I had movement and exercise reframed. Mm-hmm. It was no longer about a number on a scale or or an appearance or a um, an outcome factor. Yeah. It, it was about connection to self. It was about a softening. And, and and she does a really good job at that. She's like, don't force yourself. This is, I mean, if you're, if I'd recommend going and doing a videos with her, a video with her, but she, um, 
just really pushed this connection to self. And I, I really liked that. I really liked this softness, this tuning in. How does my body feel in this shape? Where is my, where are my hips? Are my shoulders over my hips? Where's my head? What's my chin doing? Like there just so many things that I hadn't thought of before. And it wasn't like I did dance when I didn't hit something. Like if I had a critique from a coach, it felt very attacking. It felt like my body wasn't doing the thing and I was Mm -hmm. just trying to force my body. Yeah. And these yoga videos just gave me a new perspective on movement and it was more not about what I looked like it was more about how I felt yeah how do you feel in this what does your body feel like I've never asked my body that I've Mm -hmm. never asked my body how how it feels sitting in a chair yeah what where's my weight displacement I've never asked questions like that and so I started asking myself questions and I wanted I wanted to know more and because yoga with Adrian honors the roots of yoga she was throwing out words that I didn't know yeah what does drishti mean and I just had a gut feeling I had no, I had no knowledge with yoga I just had a gut feeling and so I went into my teacher training in hopes of just gaining as much knowledge as fast as I could like I, I was so invigorated with what the crap is yoga? Yeah. And so, and, and the training that I did was Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And like a job. Oh, yeah. It was, it was intense. I mean, I, I was working at a restaurant at the time and I was working a lot. And we, you know, this makes me actually feel really grateful for the time spent living with my in laws because we were able to help my father in law out and also. I was able to cut back hours at my job and do. It was a 200-hour training, Monday through Friday. And then, you know, I was only working a little bit, so I took a pay cut. But I was thriving. I I was thriving, and, and, and we were okay, and we were in a, a really good situation. And and I, I referred to this in one of the episodes before, that at the end of the teacher training, I wasn't aware that we had to teach a public class. Yeah. And so when, when we were told that, I was like, Oh, hell no. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not doing that. Like, no way. And I did it. And oh, man, I I, I mean, I feel like I botched it. And but I I didn't in in a sense, like I did the best that I could at that time with where I was at. And I was scared and I was nervous, but I was putting myself out there and I did it. And it was so transformative. It was so transformative. Yeah. But then the yoga studio that I attend, um, she does a scholarship. There's like a scholarship opportunity for for a 300 hour. So I finished my my 200 hour. I think it ended in maybe the end of July. And there was a 300 hour starting at the end of August. So in like three or four weeks after I finished my 200 hour. And I... I poured my heart into a piece of paper, man. I wrote so hard. I think the requirements for the the application was what why do you want this? What would you do with it? Maybe like tell me about yourself or something. And so I just poured my heart into this paper and I got the scholarship. So I did 500 hours of training in I think 4 months or something. Like I just 
<laughs> it was like yeah. a skyrocket. Like yeah. I, it was just like, it was a freaking fire that was lit underneath me and I couldn't, I still can't get enough. I feel like I still cannot get enough of yoga. It's crazy. Yeah. So you were interested in just doing yoga. Mm-hmm. You start practicing and you feel like, oh, there's a lot more here that I'm curious about. I just mm-hmm. want to do this so that I can know this for myself. Mm-hmm. You start feeling a body awareness you've never had before. Yeah. You complete 500 hours of training in a short amount of time. Yeah. What shift did you feel in your life when you did that? I mean, it was kind mm-hmm. of abrupt, right? Like you cut back hours, which is a big deal for you because Shelby before <laughs> yoga was holding down like four jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like uh-huh. you were a workaholic. Yeah. You were getting that paper. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden you're like a student again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like probably physically there was like a big shift, but like emotionally, what kind of shift did that do to you? It was all of the best things it there's aspects that i think that if you were to go back and like like when i was like living more in my ego that would have been really scary because i had i had a scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. i had this yeah that closed-minded scarcity mindset and as i'm doing these trainings like i had a lot of fear i had a lot of fear in letting go of 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 those shifts at my job but it was like at some point you just got to jump, you know? And so I did. And every day that I went to yoga, I was, I was learning something that was so crazy cool. And, you know, the yoga underground does a really good job at intuition. Like they, they really teach that like you are an intuitive being, you are an an authentic self, that there is this all knowing universe and, and, and the universe wants to support you. Like the universe wants you to be the best version of yourself. And I just started to drink the Kool-Aid, man. Like I just started to believe a little bit more and a little bit more. And the more that I um, I started shifting, I started being curious rather than judgmental. And these tiny shifts came. And Brittany at the studio, she does so good at recognizing who your higher self is and they do such a good job at just honoring that so I felt so loved Mm. I felt so accepted Mm -hmm. I felt so powerful and and I felt that way toward every single person in my training too like like it was just this oh it was like this beautiful loving space And so I think that's how I did it. It was just, I was met with love. I was met with acceptance. And And then you in turn were able to give that back. You felt love and acceptance. And I can attest to this because anytime I talk to Shelby about anyone from the Yoga Underground, she'd be like, oh, you would love Abigail. (laughs) Oh, you would love Brittany. Like anytime she talks about anybody from there, she's like, oh, you would love them. So like... And I think that's your way of saying, like, you just see their higher self. Mm -hmm. Shelves. How sweet and precious. And so you see them this way. And so you just like, oh, there's nothing Mm -hmm. but love for these people. Yeah. So you get, you're drinking the (laughs) Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. And you're in. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What about your surroundings? Like, what about your family? What about your friends? Are they like, Shelves? 
<laughs> what's up? Like, you're being weird. Or are people noticing that, like, this is transforming you and they're like, like, how, how do people receive this? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I think that for the first time in my life, I stopped looking at what other people were thinking of me. Mm. I stopped noticing. Mm. I, I didn't care. I didn't care if someone was saying that I was doing something that they didn't like. I wasn't listening. I was way too busy feeling wrapped up in love and support. And, and then I feel like my inner circle inner circle reflected that like um you know Justin has been nothing but supportive and kind and you know my lovely friends will say things like oh yeah you remember how you used to say something like this like you're so different now you're so you're so changed um one of my good friends Benson he is like yoga changed you like it changed you it flipped you inside out and I'm like I know it did it really did. And I, I think that it's, I don't know. I think just the evidence is there and who I am. Um, mm-hmm. And for those who, who know me, I think would, I mean, I think they'd say the same. Yeah. Okay. So when did you, when did you finish your 500 hours? And mm-hmm. w- from what point, how long until we start doing this podcast? I did my trainings in 2019 it ended on actually think of how crazy this is i finished my 500 hour my birthday is september 28th and my very last day of teacher training i graduated on september 28th when i turned 28 you graduated on your golden birthday yeah isn't that Ah. cool (laughs) whoa Yeah, and then I got married in November to the man of my dreams. That's right, that's right. And then we started playing around with the idea of a podcast in, I think you asked me in March or April. And then we really started putting our, I really remember starting in June. Yeah. Does that seem Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, you started coming over and we started having like actual meetings in the summertime. Yes. And then we started recording and then released in November. Yeah, so literally one year later. Whoa. As somebody who grew up in like, okay, Utah County, mm-hmm. it, there's a culture. Oh, 100%. Very like religious <laughs> culture. So like you're inundated with like mm-hmm. religion. Yeah. And then you start doing yoga and mm-hmm. you start feeling spirituality yes what was like did you feel like oh this this is spirituality or like this is like what did what did that mean to you yeah so I think that's been the biggest thing with yoga and meditation for me is that spiritual aspect growing up in Utah County was was difficult for me because I really wanted to be accepted and that was that was the culture in which Mm -hmm. ruled the roost Mm -hmm. right I've said this before, like my siblings kind of went down one path and I just was like, I'm just going to go this way. And so I really, I really tried with the Mormon church. Yeah. Like I would, I would go with my friend, my best friend, Megan comes from a, she came from a pretty LDS family. And so she just wanted me to go. It was like a hangout time, yeah. right? So I was like constantly just going. Yeah, if you're going to go to church, you might as well have your friends go with you. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. It was just like this kind of like hangout thing. But we would do like a like a Sunday school where there was like a group of people and then we would go into like a just girls class. Mm-hmm. And 
I've always been really outspoken. Like I'm, I'm not afraid to share my opinion. And if I have a thought that's interesting, I just like to voice it. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've always been that way. And so I would be in these classes and they would be saying something and, and it would be interesting. And um, maybe I was just like a show off and I just wanted to be like, oh, look, I grasp this concept or whatever. Um, but I remember actually one of the young women's leaders wrote me a note and I, and I found it in my, in my dresser drawer the other day the other day I mean like months ago but she wrote this letter to me just thanking me and she said there's just a different energy when you're in the room and and, and she said I can feel the spirit more when you're there and I remember being like it's because I am destined to be in this church because everybody around me is telling me that this Mm -hmm. is the right path in order to live right Mm -hmm. But there was always something uncomfortable. I really hated the heaven aspect mm-hmm. of the Mormon church. Like, mm-hmm. it just really freaked me out. I was like, that just doesn't... And, and like, the way that they expressed who God was scared me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that didn't feel good. And so, actually, finding yoga was like, oh, that's what I'm about. Yeah. I like connection. Yeah. I like authenticity. I like true love. I like honoring and giving and receiving and abundance. I'm like, oh, yeah. This is what I'm about. So I think I've always been spiritual. I think I've yeah. always been a spiritual person. And I tried to fit in religion. That was just a super no-go for me. But yoga, that that made sense, you know, that that Eastern philosophy, um, that energy, it really rings true for me. And so I feel like I've always been spiritual and it's just allowed me to step in into myself in a more um, in integrated way. Yeah. I feel more connected, more yeah. one than yeah. I've ever felt. Yeah. I remember in our meetings when we were like meeting in the summer we were like trying to plan like what is this podcast like how is it what is it gonna be be like like Mm -hmm. how do we take our two energies and like have a have like you know uh a purpose and i remember like you talking about like i would love to talk about eastern ideology i would love to like (laughs) do guided meditations Uh and and that has been so fun, like, especially <laughs> now, like on Patreon, like every month we are giving out like a, a monthly tutorial yeah. and, and Shelby guides us in a breath work or a meditation. And mm-hmm. so it's so fun to see like that part of you. Yeah excel and, and be comfortable it's really funny like we get behind the microphones and we're like we kind of get like the jitters like <laughs> okay like i don't say something stupid <laughs> and then but like whenever we go to like do a tutorial all of a sudden shelby like <laughs> her voice lowers the shivers stop she just like gets into it mm. and just like and it's so fun because i'm always there doing the meditation it's actually, I'm so lucky. I get a special guided meditation just for me by Shelby <laughs> while we're recording it. And then we share it with you guys. <laughs> That's what happens. But it's always so yeah. like, it's just, it really is. It's an energy mm-hmm. that you have or that you're able to like expel or like to give mm. out. Like it's this energy that you share and mm. it's, and it's so not nervous. It's so confident and mm. sure. And just like comfy to sit with you know so it's so fun like seeing (laughs) that part of you thank you be who you are it's fun 
Wow, that is, that's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, so that's yoga. Actually, before we, before we move on, I would love to know, because we've talked about this before, like, especially like when we had that conversation with Shelly, like this idea of yoga is like skinny white girl in yoga pants Mm -hmm. doing some crazy splits move Mm -hmm. upside down. Like that's like a lot of like this, probably yoga minus the roots, right? Like the power yoga. Oh yeah. And, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember the schedule at Gold's Gym. Power Yoga One, Power Yoga Two. Yep. And like yep. you're just going there and you're just like pushing your body. Yes. Just pushing. Yes. Trying to be forcing. Yes. Like. Yeah. Grunting. Yeah. And Ugh. so, before we move on to the next portion, I would love to give you the floor. Like, is there something that you like? If you could. You know, for the people who are, like, scrolling through Instagram, Mm. seeing girls in yoga pants and thinking that's what yoga is, like, is there anything you want to share educational-wise about yoga and its roots, what we're missing that you feel like, this is the cool, important part? Yeah. Yeah. We're going, we're going all the way back to, we're going all the way back to 6500 BCE, which is Mesopotamia eras. Like, this is way, way, way far back. And uh, before what we know as India, it was the Indus Valley. And there is this large river that that runs through it, the Saraswati River. And there are these people that are the Harappas and the Aryans. And and these groups of people come together and they have these, these books called the Rig Vedas. And basically, just imagine this as like a how do you have a society book? It's just a how-to, how to run a society, how to run a community. And then there are these Veda, which, so the Rig Vedas is different than the the Vedic texts, the Artarva Veda, although they come, they have the same root of a word. They're they're different books. And um, the Artarva Veda is almost like a book on black magic. And this is kind of like where this start of yoga comes. What you see or imagine in your head as what yoga is, you're thinking of asanas or postures or Mm -hmm. a body movement. Yes. That has come because we live in a busy society. So yoga originally is just meditation. Like that is yoga. Yoga is meditation. But as we start moving and and going forward in in the world and civilization, you start having young boys because yoga was just for for boys in the beginning. It was like, well, how do I get a nine-year-old boy to sit still enough to do yoga? Cool. Stand on your head for 10 minutes. Then you'll be tired enough. Oh, cool. Do a plank pose. Okay, now mm. now do this. Do this with your body. And so there, that's kind of like where all of this kind of starts to, to rise. But yoga is your breath. Mm. That is yoga. This is what I love about, um, about yoga is that it's a practice, not a performance. And some action is better than none. In yoga, you're encouraged to slow. In fact, the only major factor or guidance or rules is can you breathe? Mm. That is the one rule in yoga. Can you breathe? Can you comfortably inhale? Can you remain so in tune with your breath? I once had a teacher refer to your breath as your soul Mm. or the essence of your being. And she asked, what if 
just what if it was what if what if your inhale and your exhale was the essence of your soul how would you treat it would you forcefully do it would you grunt would you hold it would you tighten it or would you allow it to be mm-hmm. and so um so breath is the foundation of yoga and then from there it's all about tuning in there are so like there are so many things going on in yoga that i love like and 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 you start to notice that as you as your practice gets deeper you can take on more and more but you you start to just be like where is my heel where can i breathe can mm-hmm. i find this extension can i tune into this energy and you know the body is made up of of 11 different systems that that run through us and right you've got your muscular system you've got your skeletal system you've got your lymphatic system your cardiovascular system mm-hmm. right yeah and the point of yoga is to unite all of these systems and so so a lot of teachers teach like really intuitively and i think it is really important to listen to your body because we're all unique and we Mm -hmm. all have our own bodies Mm -hmm. however there is a reason for alignment like there is a reason why you get your knee directly over your ankle it's to help stabilize your joints your your strengthening is the strengthening those ligaments there's a reason why you want to keep your low belly engages to help stabilize your core right like so there's there's very specific reasons and why alignment is so important but nothing is more important but can you follow your inhale and exhale all the way from the top and all the way to the bottom yeah isn't that wild yeah it's all about the breath yeah that's crazy to me how often do we think about the breath like seriously as a human being how often have you been like what is my breath? Yeah. Like you, it just happens automatically all day long. You hardly ever think about it unless you're out of breath and you're like, got to catch my breath. Yeah. So yeah, I've never had more emphasis on the breath and it really is the most important thing. Yeah. Well, because when you focus on your breath, doesn't that like kind of automatically calm down your nervous system? Mm -hmm. Like it helps relieve anxiety when you focus Mm -hmm. on your breath. Yep. And when you can equalize your inhales and exhales, getting into your autonomic nervous system, so yeah. you're you're reprogramming your yourself through this movement and breath. This is what makes me flip and lose my mind, Carissa. This is 6500 BCE. Yeah. How is it that it's right? Yeah. All of these teachings and these materials and these... How did they know this? It blows my mind. Like, so now we have all of this science to back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, and, and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that really was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've never had, I've never had more of a, of a focus on breath. The palm reader says, I encourage you to get into yoga mm-hmm. and meditation will be what did she say that meditation will be your path in your life, life path your yeah. life path okay so what do you interpret that to mean like what does you said yoga is meditation because yoga is connecting to your breath mm-hmm. or bringing awareness to your breath yes or being able to breathe while in these postures yes so yeah i that's so funny that kind of blows my mind because i always felt like there's yoga and then there's meditation. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me yoga is meditation. Yeah, the whole point of the physical practice is to 
exhaust your body so much so that you can just go into a deep meditation uh, so you can go into your mind so the best way to do that is to exhaust your body because if you have a restless body then you're just constantly mm-hmm. thinking so yeah. it's all about and you know there there's a there's a there's an energy flow to a yoga class like you start you know there's a warm up there's mm-hmm. a peak and then there's a cool down and then then you drop into a meditation and and actually a lot of studios uh don't honor that which bothers me because that is why this westernized yoga is uh, yeah ugh, i hate that like stop there's there's a yoga studio in salt lake that they literally in the middle of class stop and start doing crunches and abs that is not yoga <laughs> like yoga that is not it, it bothers me so i really think it's important to honor those the roots from which it comes from for sure Okay, so I got interested in yoga when I was cheering in college, and my coach was like, all the girls need to take a yoga class so you guys can be more flexible Mm -hmm. and do more tricky cheer moves. Yeah. And I remember, like, going into, like, a college yoga class. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I'm there with my peers, like, my cheerleaders, and we're just, like, trying to, like, be as bendy as possible. But Mm -hmm. I remember, like, the instructor, like... She would say things that I was like, well, that's weird. Like, how do you have a soft gaze? Like, how yeah. do I focus on this fire in front of me without focusing on anything, like, in particular? Like, mm-hmm. I remember she would say things, and I'd be like, well, I can't do that. Like, I don't know what you even mean by that, right? Yeah. So I did. I got into yoga because I thought, well, I was told to. And it was really fun. It was an exercise. So I did it um, as a college class, as a cheerleader, and then I started doing it at the gym. And it yeah. was like, like, look how skinny and flexible exactly Uh uh-huh and then and then I stopped doing that for a little while I didn't have a gym pass and then I uh I got a pass to um the Sandy Momentum oh and they there was a girl who taught a yoga class upstairs yeah and I didn't like any of the other yoga classes. I just liked hers. She like all the movements just like flowed together. And I remember yes. like that, like all of a sudden understanding like what awareness is. I did so many yoga classes and never had any awareness. Yep. Mm-hmm. And however this girl taught, like she just said it in a way that like it made sense to me. It may be because like I wasn't with my peers trying to like show off or whatever. Sure. It was just like I was just going because oh, I'll just do a yoga class. Yep. And he really, really liked her flow. And one time she invited me to go. She went to a park on the summer solstice. We did over 100 sun salutations in honor of the summer solstice. Yes. And I remember she was wearing like these certain beads. Mm -hmm. What bead? You have them. You have a bracelet. You always have your mala beads. Yeah. 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 And I remember she was like explaining like that there was meaning to each one. Mm -hmm. And I remember... Feel, it was a feeling of love, mm-hmm. whether it was for myself mm-hmm. or for the other people in the classroom with me. Like this, we were doing, we were accomplishing something together. Mm-hmm. Like, and our energy was like, yes, like jiving or something. Yes. And I thought that was like the first time that I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. This is really cool. I went to your classes when you were, was, so was that? at the end of your 300 Mm -hmm. that I was going to those classes. Yep. Yep. And yeah, I, man, I wish I was more into yoga, but that's Mm. that's the good thing about having Shelby in your life. (laughs) Shelby brings yoga to you and it is amazing. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. See, that's the annoying part of me is I'm like, this thing is really working for me. It will totally work for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's not decent-like of you at all. It's so weird. I don't don't know know where I get that. Yeah. I have never done anything like that. (laughs) Meanwhile, I have a podcast, and I'm like, Shelby, you should do a podcast with me. (laughs) I start a new one. (laughs) Works for me. It'll work for you. (laughs) Okay, I think meditation is different from yoga because I could go to a yoga class and do postures Mm -hmm. and try to, like, do that in connection to my breath, or I can sit down in a chair and just meditate. So do you feel, do you get like the same benefits from both? Is one better than the other? Do you do one more than the other? Like, yeah. Like, what does that balance look like? I've said this before. Like, I really just believe that there are seasons and, and I think that they can be on a, on a minuscule level and on a large scale level. Like, I think that you could, you know, be in a, in a season of your life for years. And I also think that it can be like, these little tiny processes over and over again. And so I feel like I notice, what is it? Like this upward spiral is mm-hmm. kind of what we talk about instead of a downward spiral is kind of what enlightenment is or self-growth, you know? Yeah. I, I fall off the horse. I There are times where I have a solid yoga practice where I'm doing yoga every single day. And there are times when I don't get on my mat for weeks. When I'm in those moments, it's usually because... I always feel like something's revealed to me on the four corners of my mat. Mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, usually I feel like, um, and I'm sure you've noticed this before, like a yoga instructor will just say something in a specific way that just clicks for you. Like, suddenly you understand the posture of downward dog just a little bit more because they just said something that that really clicked. Yeah. You know, I feel like a, they'll they'll say things like, this is a really uncomfortable posture. Lean into that discomfort. Find your breath. Find that. Find something to let go of here. Yeah. Or like, this is a practice, not a performance. And I, and I feel like these things that I hear on my yoga mat, I mean, yoga just starts to creep up on, on every facet yeah. of your life. So suddenly I'm doing the dishes and I'm... I'm all up in my head. I'm I'm feeling all sorts of things. And then all of a sudden it's like, woo, stop. Tap in, tune in. What's going on? You're not breathing. Mm. What what colors do you see? What, yeah. what, what are you doing? Can you be here? Can you be in this moment? You know, and, and and that that's yoga. Like that right there is yoga. That that coming back to the present moment. I notice like when I'm not doing okay, I, I tend to avoid my mat. You, Carissa, so freaking geniusly shared that um, headspace for your family yeah. and that you were going to do that as a Christmas gift uh, for, for, for your siblings and parents. And I thought that was such a beautiful gift that I also I also did the same um, for my family. And so I have a subscription to headspace and that has been such a useful tool oh, yeah. for me. As far as like a meditation practice goes, I think that Andy, who is the co-founder of Headspace and was a Buddhist monk, I mean, he knows Eastern philosophy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, you know, and then and he's made it accessible to to so many people. And so that that's really helped me with my meditation practice. But I just start to realize with yoga that 
everything is connected, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all connected. And so the more that I'm journaling, the more that I'm washing my face, the more that I'm washing my face, the better I feel. The better I feel, the more I get on my yoga mat. Mm-hmm. The more that I get on my yoga mat, the more pristine my meditation practice gets, right? Yeah. It's like this kind of, it just is a cycle, it's a spiral. And, and so the idea, I think, is just shortening that gap of when I when I fall off of mm-hmm. the horse. And so I don't have this like really beautiful tucked in version of, of and I try really hard not to put that on. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna should all over mm-hmm. myself. I, yeah. Like it doesn't feel good. And yeah. so a lot of the times it's like, man, I'm, I'm in a down, I'm in a down season. I need to rest more. I need to tune in. And I just try to honor where I'm at and not, not judge for not doing yoga. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I I actually would not know what you mean except that on Headspace, Andy <laughs> talks about that a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Observing instead of judging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing that I really like about having yoga as a meditative practice mm-hmm. versus an exercise I do. Yes, is when it's like the exercise version it's a push it's Mm -hmm. a power it's a very judging right like Mm -hmm. i did this yesterday i can do it today like i'll go deeper in the splits today or whatever that is and when it's more of a meditative practice everything is very gentle yes gentle is the word like it's like yeah you're just approaching it from the beginner's mind space right so instead of being like I've done this for three years. I'm an expert. I know how Absolutely. to do this. It's like every time approaching, like, okay, where am I at today? Yes. Okay, Chrissy, you're touching on something really big. So uh, often you'll hear in yoga that it's about stepping into the role of the observer. Mm-hmm. It's stepping out of me, I, and, and, and seeing yourself. So rather than doing, like I'm doing this posture. Yeah. I'm observing myself in this posture. So it's like you're stepping outside and you're watching yourself. And 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 you'll hear this in 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 um meditation with headspace if you're a follower, but uh that you're not your thoughts. Like so stepping back out of the thoughts, not chasing them. And that that's this essence of yoga is zooming out and seeing yourself, like recognizing and seeing rather than being the one doing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about stepping into the role of the observer, which I think is so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it and it's kind of magic, but it's not magic in the way that you think. Like, mm-hmm. I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to meditate, so I'm going to sit in that chair. It used to be in the corner, but, like, in this, it's, like, kind of velvety. What is that? Yeah, material. velvet. Yeah, it's kind of like a velvety, like, super comfy, swanky 70s kind of chair, and it's really yeah. vibey. It would sit in the corner next to the window, the plants over my head, and I remember thinking I'm, like, going to hold my fingers out even. Like, I don't even know what this <laughs> a is. mudra. Yeah, but I, like, think I'm doing it. And I would think that, like, okay, I'm going to go meditate, and I'm going to get the answer I need. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask myself a question, go meditate, get the answer. Yep. <laughs> and it does not work like that, <laughs> folks. Hello. <laughs> Sometimes I sometimes I I try to have a really consistent 10 minute practice. So mm-hmm. I'm not I don't meditate for a long time. Me neither. I just ten, I try to like show up for myself for 10 minutes every day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> I take the weekends off. <laughs> 
because I'm a mom, okay? And, like, yeah, it's crazy here on the weekends. Absolutely. So, like, Monday through Friday, I just try to, like, show up for myself for 10 minutes in the morning. Yep. And sometimes I just sit there and think for 10 minutes about, like, okay, as soon as this is mm-hmm. over, like, okay, I got to get the I gotta get the breakfast done, and then okay, I need to run into it, like, and then like, and I, like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, I'm like doing my to my to do list, and I'm like, okay, breathe in, and I can like be with my breath for like what I feel like is a long time, and it's probably like three breaths uh-huh. maybe, uh-huh. and then next thing you know, I'm like, yeah, why did she say that? That was so weird. Like, what is like? Sometimes I just sit there and think yeah. for ten minutes and like catch myself, mm-hmm. and the magic never really happens while I'm meditating. Mm-mm. The magic always happens like randomly throughout the day when like my son is like really energetic and like getting on my nerves. I'm just like, oh, can you just be quiet? And I'm like, oh, okay. Come back to your breath. Like, uh-huh. like uh-huh. The, the magic happens randomly other times when I need it and not when I think it's going to happen. And so I just want to like say that like, hey, for people who are like, maybe just getting started or haven't tried meditating before, or this sounds interesting. We've talked about Headspace a couple of times. Yeah. Maybe you want to give it a try. I think the magic comes in the consistency. Yes. Nothing happens right away. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're flying an airplane and like your degree gets off just by like a teensy bit. And yeah. so you think you're going the same way. But when you look back like, oh, I'm in a completely different trajectory. Yeah. That's kind of like what it feels like. And it's not... Is I don't know. Actually, sometimes sometimes I get done meditating and I feel like inspiration maybe flow through me. Yeah, yeah. But most of the time it's like, okay, I just showed up for myself today. Cool. Now it's time to like mm-hmm. get on with the day. Because I stopped to focus on my breath for a little bit, I remember easier throughout the day to find my breath. Yes. It's kind of... And so when you do that, like when you're doing yoga, like an actual yoga flow, do you feel like you get those same benefits throughout the day? Like, Yeah. Sometimes when I do yoga, I'm doing the same thing. I'm uncomfortable. I'm noticing all of the things I feel like I'm forcing. I feel awkward. And sometimes I do yoga and I'm like, damn, who is she? (laughs) You know? Like... like, Like I, so, but you know, I think that is, I think it's meeting yourself where you are. Yeah. Where you are today is different than where you're going to be tomorrow or where you were yesterday or where you're going to be next week. And it's not about let go of what you think you should know, do, or be. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. How are you right now? How does your shoulders feel? Did they feel tight? Did you sleep on your on your neck wrong? Well, that's different than than two weeks ago. Yeah. When you didn't have a tight neck or yeah. when you weren't stressed out at work and feeling buzzed. Like, yeah. like, I think that we forget that there are variables that go into why you got that result. Yeah. Letting it go. It's it's and, and oh, man, that's difficult. That's so difficult. Like. Man, you know how pissed off I get when I'm, like, working on something? Let's say I'm working on, like, an arm balance. And I'm like, oh, I nailed this arm balance last night. I'm going to do so good. Okay, Justin, look at this. I've been working on this. I can't even get my hips up over my shoulders. (laughs) Like, not not happening. Yeah. But... Instead of judging, I start to ask myself, like, what's going on? It's like, well, I'm not here. 
I'm chasing my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm not tuned into my breath. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about what Justin thinks I look like. I'm I'm worried about mm-hmm. I'm worried about what's happening at work or what's happening at home. I think that uh, like our yoga practice is a reflection of that, and and that's why I said before, it's a practice, not a performance. Yeah, you're here to just see where you are today, and I I really believe. Like subtle anatomy is very interesting to me. Like this energetic body. Yeah, this this energetic body is is so mind-blowing to me. Well, actually, we did this in our meditation on Patreon is this uh, the, the chakra, like a chakra balancing um, meditation. And I'm really interested in, in chakras, which are like these, you know, energy centers, like these these centers, this wheel of energy. And each chakra... So on your spinal canal, um, we have multiple, multiple chakras, but we, we tend to focus on these seven chakras that run um, in our spinal column. And each chakra is located on a different spot of the spine. They're associated with different things. So like your root chakra is about security and grounding and safety. Your third eye chakra is like about intuition and higher power, higher self. So I'm realizing that yoga poses correlate with these energy centers and certain yoga postures promote certain feelings. So like a child's pose where your your knees are on the ground, your hips are sent back, your hands are extended forward and your your forehead is resting on the ground and you're naturally creating this cave within yourself. You're your head is bowed and you're listening to your breath, that's grounding. That's a grounding mm-hmm. posture that's also associated with the root the root chakra. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that we're energetic beings and our energy is affected by events that have happened in and out of our lives. Mm-hmm. The way that we interpret these situations, they affect our energy. And like I realize that as I am tuning more inward, as I'm realizing my own blocks... It's all it's like I'm getting that through yoga. Like mm-hmm. suddenly I'm I'm becoming more grounded. I'm becoming more stable and strong because I feel more safe and secure in my own life off the mat. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So that's one of the things I really wanted to touch on. So you've said this before. The things you learn on the mat you you can take off the mat. Oh yeah. And we've touched on a few of those things, but like if you had to name like one or two or three big concepts that you learned on the mat Mm -hmm. that have centered you or helped you become more of who you are yes as a whole like what are some of those concepts that you feel like if you wish you could like give this as a gift to everyone what can you let go of Mm. that's changed my life you Mm. know and in a yoga posture Okay, you're in a yoga posture and a, a, a teacher says, what can you let go of? Can you relax your forehead? Mm, okay. Can you yeah. relax your jaw? Oh, you didn't um, even know you were holding it. Right. Do I ever notice right. I'm holding my forehead crinkled? Right. So there's these things. Can you let go? Like, what, what can you let go of here? What's no longer serving you in this posture? Yeah. Well... Me clenching my butt cheeks so tightly is not <laughs> helping me in this posture. Yeah. So how can I let go? How can I relax my lower half of my body? Wow. It's yeah. so 
life-changing. Yeah. How can I let go? What can I let go of here? Yeah. That's what I learned on my yoga mat. Can you listen? Can you can you hear your breath? Mm-hmm. And I think that when you try to listen, you start to hear, you start to hear much more. You start yeah. to hear. That's when I really started. That's when I hear, started hearing me. It's when I started to hear who I was. It's because I was never listening. I was never slowing down enough to hear yeah. what the fuck was going on inside of myself. Yeah. But in yoga, you're trying to listen to your breath. And then, you know, it just creates a little bit of space. So that listening, can you hear your breath? That has been so transformative to me. Can you follow the inhale all the way to the top? So if, if we all if we all just whew, relax your shoulders, just relax it off a little bit. And if you take a deep inhale and like a big belly inhale, like really let your stomach drop. You notice this rising, even though yeah. you're you're breathing down, even though you're yeah. breathing down, you're no, you notice a a rise. Can you follow that all the way to the top? You don't don't choose where it ends, and then exhale, let it go. Follow it all the way to the bottom. Allow your stomach to totally drop, and then create this inhale. So that following it all the way to the top and following it all the way to the bottom. That translates to, for me, can you follow this conversation all the way to the top and all the way to the bottom? Can, can you just be here now mm. without yeah. worrying about, you know, if you got to go because you got to get to traffic or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, can you follow this inhale yeah. and this exhale? Yeah. That, those yeah. have been probably my three biggest. Yeah lessons for me and I and I ooh, I, question prompt if you have learned something different on your yoga mat please send it in to me I would love to know what your interpretation of of that would be but those would be mine I think yeah. that something that I've taken off of the mat that has changed my life profoundly that is beautiful <laughs> thank that you that be here now I've never posed it in that question before but like that can you be right here right now mm-hmm. I think that is something that I've learned in yoga mm-hmm. and in meditation and I've tried to apply that outside yes of those moments when I'm just sitting down on the chair by myself yeah that's been like incredibly helpful absolutely well you maybe start when you start to be here in this moment you start to notice in ways that you run out of moments like you start to notice that you're having a dialogue in your head and nobody else is Mm -hmm. in the room yeah you start to you know yeah you just start to observe and and it's impossible to see everything at one time I think that that that's why I think that what you need to know will be revealed to you yeah well and that's that this is a practice Mm -hmm. not a performance and it takes practice you don't yes you don't like show up to your first yoga class and nail it absolutely and it like and you you have to keep showing up and it's I think that consistency so mm-hmm. that awareness that like learning how to be present I had never ever mm-hmm. comprehended that or tried that ever before until yeah. that when I went to that momentum gym and consistency I think yeah. that is that's the thing that I've learned like you I have to keep showing up for myself absolutely Okay, and of course, we cannot forget this resource. Uh, Head on over to Patreon Mm. and join us there because Shelby does give a lot of 
resources when it comes to guided breath work or meditation, journal prompts, all these mm. things to help guide you back to yourself. So, yeah, join us on Patreon. It's it's really lovely. It's a it's a lovely way for us to give back to you and um we appreciate it. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.